Hello and welcome to the African Reform Theology Podcast. I am your host, Asifisum Legem. Uh, this is a podcast where we discuss theological, cultural and uh, political issues facing the South African independent churches and we discuss these issues from a reform theology perspective. So in our previous episode, we did an overview of um, salvation, both in African and um, biblical or Christian uh, Christian faith. And uh, in that episode, really, um, I hope that um, one of the things that um, you managed to pick up was how different they are. And uh, some of you might have picked up the fact that I spend most of the time discussing salvation in uh, African framework and I didn't spend it much time um, in uh, Christian um, understanding of salvation. And uh, there are um, a couple of reasons for that. And one of uh, one of them, for example, is that uh, salvation in African understanding is, is more subconscious um, and easily mixed with um, both Western and uh, Christian faith. And for that reason, it requires more time to understand how um, how salvation is understood in African uh, African context, whereas for um, a scriptural or a biblical um, view of uh, salvation, it is mostly well-known. And of course, uh, when I say it is mostly well-known, I do not mean that it is without um, misconceptions or misrepresentations. And in fact, that we have uh, so many uh, false teachers in um, South Africa just, you know, um, shows the fact that it many people may say they do understand uh, the gospel, but they don't actually understand it fully. But uh, superficially, uh, they do understand it. Many people do understand, you know, the Christian framework of salvation of on or how uh, salvation is understood in uh, in Christian faith. So in this episode, we will uh, look at uh, the first theme of salvation, and that theme is sacrifice. Um, so we'll look at sacrifices both in uh, African uh, religion and uh, biblical context, and we'll see how they are understood and how they are practiced and um yeah different uh, things around uh, the uh, the idea of uh, sacrifices so we will consider basically think three things we will firstly look at uh, the purpose of I don't just say the purpose, but maybe we'll look at the necessity of uh, sacrifices, why the sacrifices are necessary as understood in both African and biblical uh, framework. And secondly, we'll look at the nature of uh, sacrifices. And lastly, we'll look at the goal or the purpose um, of sacrifices. So let's just look at, um, the, at the first point here. So the point of um, necessity, why are sacrifices necessary? Um, or how are they understood to be necessary in both um, African and, uh, and Christian uh, faith? So, uh, I mean, just to begin in a bigger picture, um, the universal language of religion is basically sacrifice. So uh, sacrifices um, or altars of sacrifices are found almost in every uh, people group at, at least a bit of um, um, not modern or pre-modern if I may say or ancient um, some people use the word primitive but whatever word that you might use but um, altars of sacrifices are found in all of these 
people group you may begin from africa to to asia to south america in fact even in the current modernized part of the world such as you know the west to europe and and america there were outsides of sacrifices uh, in their history just that of course uh, the advent of modernity um branded those um sacrifices almost you know primitive or, or, or something like that. So that means that the idea of a universal um, altars of sacrifices shows that they, there is a feeling that God are offended. Um, and that feeling that God are offended or the supreme being uh, offended comes from the voice of conscience. And the voice of conscience witness to the fact that humans are fallen in their state. So what that means is that a human falls short of the idea of the supreme being and therefore they stand condemned uh, before the higher powers. And that what every people's group have conceived uh, throughout history. Therefore, this problem prompts um, the idea of sacrifices. So this means that since the, um, you know, the humans' idea or humans fall short of the idea of the supreme being or God, therefore, gods must be propitiated to be made happy in some ways. And uh, sacrifices are one of the ways in which um, every people group have sought to both to communicate and to make um, they um, they are God happy or to find favor uh, with them. So particularly in um, African religion, a basic definition of um, sacrifice uh, is that or is the maintenance of a favor and positive relationship with the gods and supreme being in order for somehow to uh, you know to obtain uh, blessings or abundant um, life um, in, in some ways so this favor and positive relationship often uh, breaks down so in the relation of um, of the africans to the supreme being and these relationships often breaks down in, in different ways um, whether in the uh, breaching of the of the cultural taboos or uh, different sins there were things that are considered as sins so the, the all of these often impinges on um, the relationship between the community and uh, the supreme being therefore the sacrifices in African uh, religion serve um, uh, basically two purposes they, they are more than there are more other purposes than these but they are all somehow linked to these uh, purposes but basically the first one will be the appeasement of the right or the appeasement of some um, you know if the ancestors are not happy if the supreme being is not happy something so there must be sacrifices that that must be made uh, to appease them and the second one is the, uh, the idea of gratitude or thankfulness so uh, when there's nothing that happened or when there's the ancestors and supreme being are considered to be somehow happy and uh, that happiness must be maintained by sacrifices so the first point of um, uh, sacrifice or the appeasement of um, of the supreme being uh, in sacrifices this is prompted basically by the idea that uh, sicknesses uh, that catastrophes uh, misfortunes and all of these things are under understood to be um, either the wrath of the gods 
all the works of the evil powers. So um, all of these, uh, the, the, these, these things such as sicknesses, catastrophes and so forth, result in the disturbance of the societal harmony and uh, the disturbance of, of these harmony within, within the, the, the community uh, result in all sorts of punishments and catastrophes and sickness. So uh, one of the ways then in which a person or a family uh, can know um, the cause of these things, of these misfortunes or sicknesses or death, is that they have to go to uh, a Sangoma. A Sangoma is some sort of a mediator who can communicate with both the dead and um, the supreme being and, th and therefore has to find out where the problem or what is the cause of the problem. So the Sangoma or Inyangam uh, diagnoses uh, the cause of the problem. So it can be uh, two things basically the cause of the problem. It can be either um, the, um, the sin, a uh, sort of a sin within the, either in the family or in the community or in an individual. Um, um, it also can be um, work of the evil forces. So uh, based on, on these um, diagnosis or analysis uh, from the Sangoma, then the Sangoma will uh, then um, you know, uh, prescribe um, a way forward, will, pre will prescribe a, a way to solve the issue. So in the case of, um, of sin or so-called sin in African context as understood in, in African uh, context um, or the preaching of, of their community um, harmony or uh, the um, cultural taboos and so forth. The Sangoma will then prescribe a sort of a sacrifice that must be made. So you must um, you must communicate with your family or the dead one to be specific, uh, your ancestors, uh, you must sacrifice to them. So in that way, the problem or the catastrophe, the sicknesses um, will, be, will be solved. They will, um, they will go away. And the second cause of the misfortunes and, uh, and sickness and so forth could be the work of um, evil forces. So the evil forces could be uh, basically, um, you know, evil forces in general, uh, but also in, in many cases, um, it is understood to be a witch. So there must be a witch there who is bewitching your family or uh, who is bewitching you personally or uh, your clan or, or, or so forth who doesn't want to see you being successful and so forth. So, um, the, the, the Sangoma then will give us some, uh, some sort of prescription as to, as to say, go home, slaughter this animal and do something as to now not necessarily to appease this evil spirit, um, but rather to defend yourself uh, from these attacks or these um, evil attacks from uh, either the witches or sorcerers um, and, and so forth. But both of these uh, solutions have one thing in common and that is sacrifice. So both uh, solutions have to do with a sort of sacrifice something that you have to they have to sacrifice something to um, to, to the supreme being or to the ancestors who will then be either appeased or be able to protect um, their, um, their, their, their own people or their family clan or community and so forth.
and that is how basically sacrifices in appeasement um, is, is understood in African context. And uh, the other one or the second one is um, sacrifices of uh, gratitude. Some uh, prosperity, peace and harmony uh, in the community, um, family, clan must be maintained with sacrifices. So the ancestors and the gods and the supreme being must always be kept happy. So when the family is, is doing doing well, is, is prospering, the children are doing well in school, um, they are all working or, or they get a good job or they get married and, or success in, in business, sacrifices must be made in order to maintain or to keep the ancestors happy. So the ancestors must always be happy so that they, must, they might look upon them with favor. And the way to do that is by sacrifices. So both in, in happiness and this stress or in difficult times and easy times, Africans tend to understand life in terms of these sacrifices, that they have to make these sacrifices to, uh, to keep the gods uh, or the supreme being or the ancestors happy in that way. So, however, in, in Christian faith, um, it is uh, quite a different uh, case altogether. The definition of Christ uh, sacrifices uh, is different in Christian faith as, as it is understood in African religion. So, in Christian faith, um, uh, idea of um, sacrifice uh, or a simple definition of sacrifice uh, have to do or concerns the way in which we sinners, we as sinners approach God. So basically a way of finding acceptance before God by means of an acceptable substitute sac also, yeah, substitutional sacrifice in place of a sinner uh, which then bears a curse um, of sin in place of that sinner. So from this definition um, of sacrifice, we understand two things. Uh, first is that sacrifices in, in, in Christian faith are offered as a substitution for the sinner. So in place of the one bringing sacrifice because they are sinner, then um, God look, uh, looks upon them uh, with favor or with, um, with, with kind of his wrath is somehow, now it comes a big word, propitiated. It is almost taken away and it will come to this point a bit, a bit later. So, but that's the first point um, of, of understanding or, or the idea of, um, of sacrifice in Christian faith. The second point is that the sacrifice bear, sacrifices bear the curse of sin. So not only does it place does it stand in place of the sinner, but also it bears the curse of the sinner, the person who is a sinner who is bringing the, um, the sacrifice uh, to God in his approach of worship um, to God. So the first point, as I've said, we will um, um, come back to it later. But the second point um, it is the one has to do with our, with our current subject, the idea that sacrifice bears the curse of sin. So basically, um, sacrifices in Christian faith are necessitated by sin. So in our relation uh, to God, in the covenant of works in which God created us in Adam and gave Adam a commandment to keep, and of course then Adam broke it, and therefore falling into sin. And um, then um, in the aftermath of that 
um, reality of, of the fall in which Adam fell into sin and therefore all of us as being represented by him, we fell into sin, uh, comes the reality of, uh, of our sin. So the question is asked, therefore, how can sinful human beings, how can our sinful Africans uh, come or relate to God um, who is holy and the answer that is given in the Bible is sacrifices so both the Old um, Testament and the New Testament sacrifices um, to be specific the Old Testament as a sacrificial system and the New Testament the sacrifice of Jesus Christ provides an answer or solution to the problem of sin so it is necessitated by sin by sin uh, in the sense that God requires a sacrifice in place of um, uh, because of our sin so we now come to the second point which is the nature uh, of sacrifices so sacrifices are understood different uh, in uh, African and um, Christian faith uh, respectively so um, in uh, African religion uh, first of all uh, different animals are used um, in uh, in sacrifices so animals such as goats chicken uh, cows and uh, in some cases wild animals uh, though not the whole of wild animals but uh, to be specifically some part of uh, certain wild animals which are considered uh, to be uh, to be powerful and even some extreme cases um, human sacrifices um, are used um, in in African um, context and especially or particularly in um, in the occultic rituals of uh, obtaining wealth so you want to get rich so you have to use uh, some sort of um, hu human uh, human parts um, or human beings as, as sacrifices either has a sacrifice I had there are many other old stories maybe not now but old stories which um, I grew up being told you know being uh, people sacrificing their own uh, sons or their own uh, spouses. In, in, in fact, um, even now where I come from, a place called Mklabia which is um, still uh, pretty much embedded in um, old um, rituals and, and practices and witchcraft and so forth. So there, there were also some people who were accused of sacrificing to, uh, their children because they, are, they had many children and their children were, were dying rapidly in a, in a kind of... Um, mysterious ways and therefore they were being accused of sacrificing their children uh, for obtaining wealth um, but also not, not only that not only sacrificing their children uh, but also for example uh, there have been a few cases here again in where albinos were, were, were murdered and their body parts were used uh, to go to Inyangas. So Inyanga is, is like a Sangoma or medium, and therefore they were used to obtain um, wealth. And of course, this is not new. This is an, this is an old uh, problem, not, not obtaining wealth by human sacrificing, but uh, by basically you know, sacrificing children. And we read this um, in the Bible thoroughly throughout um, the Old Testament, specifically uh, in the pagan practices. And in fact, the, the Israel in, uh, herself was um, also accused and um, you know when they fell into idolatry and adopted their um, 
um, neighboring countries um, sacrifices and then they also also sacrifice their own children and this is again not just old problem but we also see this in our modern so-called modern uh, society and communities where millions of babies are slaughtered in abortion so that is um, basically again one of the human sacrifices that are not of you know not out of god as in a primitive cultures but at the altar of conveniences so my freedom i want my own life i want to live in a way and especially with the modern view of understanding of children that children are a burden not a blessing therefore they can be easily removed of course they're defenseless so they can easily be be murdered in abortion so um again this um just one example of how um, humans can remain humans and sinful, even even though claiming to be, you know, uh, going beyond the boundaries of primitive cultures. So in in many cases, some of these sacrifices, going back to um, to African um, religion, so many of these sacrifices are made with or accompanied by other things or elements. Um, you know, they are offered either as a meal um, or with a meal um, or with a drink aside and certain object. So there are basically many uh, rituals from um, from birth to midlife, such as idolatries or uh, idolatries or, or marriage and at that end of life and um, in the burial rituals. All of these rituals involve. Uh, some sort of sacrifices and usually sacrifices are taken from an animal slaughtered then they are cooked um, they're put in, in a place uh, with uh, different objects as, as, I've, as I've just said with a drink um, and other objects such as uh, bending, uh, bending a candle you know, specific kind of candles and um, um, also burning a sort of an in, in, incense or incense um, so this burning again an, an elderly person in the family goes to the corner and then they they clap their hands and they, they, they praise their ancestors and in offering of these uh, sacrifices that uh, they have made and of course then they kind of prayed into as to say uh, they made petitions they asked for things they thank uh, the ancestors uh, for different things and so forth but all of this basically involves again this is what is involved in um, sacrifices uh, in African religion whereas in Christian faith is a bit different in Christian faith we read of two uh, sacrificial systems basically the Old Testament system which pointed forward to Jesus Christ um, uh, sacrifice in the New Testament and the New Testament sacrifice of Jesus Christ which is the fulfillment of the Old Testament sacrifices so in um, generally or basically in, in an overview um, or, or in a general sense the Old Testament sacrifices were somehow similar to the sacrifices of other nations around them uh, however, um, they, um, the Jewish um, uh, sacrifices were pretty much different uh, from other nations because because of its framework, uh, practice, and theology set Jewish um, the Old Testament uh, sacrifices apart from both uh, the, um, the nations around them and even uh, different from the African way or understanding. Of sacrifices and in fact um, these similarities between them the Jewish or the Old Testament sacrifices with other nations um, is often seen how they easily adopted other sacrifice other sacrificial system of the pagan nations around them and one of the reasons that they were sent into Babylonian captivity was the worship in high places 
uh, which was a kind of the adoption of uh, pagan um, sacrifices and, and worship uh, around them, which God again hated so much. So therefore, the, the nature of the Old Testament um, sacrifices, though similar, more having some few correspondence um, uh, between uh, them and other um, nations, but they were largely and very much different from the rest of um, other sacrifices. And mainly because the biblical and the Old Testament sacrifices, the sacrificial system was given directly by God. It was not a man-made uh, sacrificial system. And um, the biblical sacrificial system involved various kinds of sacrifices, such as burnt offering, um, the guilt offering, the peace offering, uh, and the sin offering. And these sacrifices were led by priests and high priests in the tabernacle and, and the temple uh, later on in uh, Jewish history. But there were other, again, other elements of um, sacrifices in the Old Testament, such as the Passover and the Day of Atonement. In the Passover, the animals were slaughtered, whereas in the Day of Atonement, um, the the goat or the animal that was used, um, they were the priest will lay hand, the nation will, will confess their their sins, and the goat will be led out of um, uh, the place um, or the camp and never be seen again. So coming to the New Testament, um, the language of sacrifice of sacrifice is used mainly um, with reference to the death of Jesus Christ, and the book of Hebrews specifically present Christ as fulfillment or the ultimate fulfillment of the Old Testament sacrifices. So just as the Old Testament sacrifices were a substitute for sinful Israel who were approaching God in worship, Jesus Christ's sacrificial death is the substitution for all those who believe or who will believe in him. Uh, even more awesome, just as the Old Testament sacrifices were sin bearers or were bearing sin for the sinful Israel who were coming to God in worship, Christ also bore the sins and the death penalty for all those who will believe in him. And also just as the Old Testament sacrifices were accepted when they were offered um, correctly and with faith, Jesus Christ's sacrificial death was accepted by God because it was perfect because of his being and that he was sinless and he fully obeyed and passively and actively obeyed God. So in, in, in that sense, basically that's how the New Testament um, um, fulfill Old Testament or wraps up um, or kind of brings the Old Testament sacrifices to their fulfillment and to their height. So finally now uh, we'll basically look um, at the goal or the purpose of sacrifices. So in uh, African um, religion, as I've already alluded to, uh, to it before, the intent or the purpose of sacrifices um, basically is to avoid misfortune and evil, and evil in obtaining the favor of the gods in order to live a harmonious and um, abundant life. So uh, for Africans, um, one must understand that their understanding is that the world is filled with spiritual powers or spiritual dynamic powers. And these powers must be monitored, kept in check and channeled to a desired directions. 
right? So, um, so one of the ways to do that again is to offer sacrifices to, uh, to to direct this dynamic power of which it can be either on my favor or it can be against me if someone else directed against me. So this kind of understanding of life with uh, the abundance of life as a goal is one of the main reasons why one of the main reasons why uh, the prosperity gospel uh, certainly have taken such a deep root uh, in African context. So basically, um, not only are the majority of people in African um, context or in African uh, continent um, uh, poor, but um, the the false gospel of prosperity is packaged in terms and conditions of prosperity which speak to their own worldview, which speaks to their own uh, religion, which speaks to their own thinking. You know, so when in, um, in African religion, um, I have to do all of these things in order to obtain a pattern of life with favor from the gods, uh, with no sin in view, um, then when Jesus Christ is packaged in that um, in that setting or in that understanding that he will give you uh, now you don't have to do all of these rituals all you have to do is to believe in him and he will give you what your ancestors failed to do basically so therefore obviously um, many people will believe and will buy um, into that um, into that kind of a gospel, which is certainly such a false gospel, which have deceived millions and millions millions of people, and brought and brought kind of you know thousands of people into hell. And certainly, many of them think that they are on their way to heaven, whereas they are just on their way to hell. Um, and um, that is basically the goal of sacrifices in African uh, religion. And um, it is also almost uh, the same. Maybe many of the African um, indigenous churches don't preach this directly. Um, in fact, just quite interesting because many of um, um, these indigenous churches have actually still kept um, the simplicity of the gospel. So the simplicity of the gospel still kept it um, kind of pure, maybe not um, kind of a deep um, as it should be, but pure from other other contaminations. Rather, it is the the new, you know, um, charismatic and prosperity gospel that is um, is deceiving a lot of people. And many of um, these ministries um, of um, extreme charismatics are buying a lot into that. And of course, also conservative uh, or moderate charismatics uh, in, uh, in big churches or ministries, um, they are still preaching the prosperity gospel. But of course, again, packaged in a, a modern um, style, stylistic um, preaching such as that of Joel Austin and other false, uh, false teachers. So um, whilst the, the purpose, the goal of sacrifices in Christian faith is different, is absolutely different uh, from the African um, traditional religion. So um, uh, while the goal of sacrifices in African religion is to avoid evil and misfortune in order to obtain, um, you know, or to live an abundant life, sacrifices in the Bible is more comprehensive and divine uh, compared to uh, the African understanding of these sacrifices. So sacrifices in the Bible uh, carries with it the idea of sin and guilt, something which is absolutely absent uh, from the African understanding uh, of sacrifices. Even if it them, uh, it is not intrinsic. It means that it is not my sins, but it is sins of someone else, either who is bewitching me, or you know, 
in African context, which is never me, but always uh, someone else. So um, as sacrifices in, in, in the Bible, have the idea of sin and guilt, not just the, commu- the sin of the community, uh, but begin, be, beginning in the sin of or the personal sin. It is, it is my sin that, that is being a court judgment upon me in my community before it is uh, someone else's sin. So uh, on one on one hand, um, sacrifices in the Bible carries the idea of judgment. So we are sinners, um, and we all have sinned, and therefore we deserved uh, God's judgment, and He's judging us for our sins. So and on on the other hand, um, um, sacrifices carries the idea of satisfaction, of justice, the removing of God's wrath, which therefore results in forgiveness and reconciliation. So clearly, um, the theme of sacrifice um, in Christian faith takes us to the heart of the gospel and the essence of Christian faith, basically. So Christianity addresses the core problem of Africans, and that problem is sin. It's not poverty, it's not demons, it's not uh, witches, it's not sorcerers, it's not all of these things which are outside of person, but it is. it, it, it begins at home, right in, uh, in our heart, right in, in Africans' heart. So individuals' heart to be, uh, to be specific. So uh, Christian faith does not say perform all these rituals so that your things might go right and uh, you may be able to defend yourself from sorcery by someone who is bewitching you and therefore can obtain abundant life. Rather, it says all of these rituals and your good morals are nothing. In fact, they're not just nothing. They um as filthy rags. They are useless and um, they are like you are like bribing God for them because you are ignoring your sin and looking at, at someone else. So the only hope uh, for Africans is not our our man-made rituals of of ancestor worship and venerations, uh, rather it is the finished work of Jesus Christ who lived a perfect life and died a sacrificial death in our place. So it has to become not not a dead sacrifice uh, like all of these uh, animals that are slaughtered, but a living uh, sacrifice uh, for sin, so that He can set those who believe in Him. Free from the power of sin and and demons and the devil. So, um, in my uh, conclusion, it is my prayer and hope that as we live um, our lives and spread the gospel of of Jesus Christ, we may preach uh, this good news of Christ um, Jesus in our. African indigenous uh, communities in a meaningful and faithful way in which the gospel is preached faithfully and and with clarity. And in order to preach it with clarity, we need to understand how many of um, um, people in our communities um, understand um, um, sacrifice, understand the gospel, so that we we may preach it faithfully. And I trust and hope that uh, you have learned something about uh, both African and the biblical doctrine of um, of salvation, in this case, the theme of uh, sacrifices. And I pray that as we live our daily lives and uh, we 
we may be reminded of Christ's perfect sacrifice, which is again such a pillar of rest from our faith. Because sometimes, more often, we are prone to wonder. We are prone to, you know, to develop our own attempt as to to please God or as to make God happy. We may sacrifice something as to now ending up overshadowing the perfect sacrifice of Christ. Rather, Christ is the is the pillar upon which we rest, and we we take you know all of our loads and the cultural attempt to please God. We rest them at the feet of the cross in fact we don't just rest them them we crucified them we crucify them um, with Christ and therefore we take his life and his yoke and he said his yoke is easy and it's not hard and of course then we still have to obey and follow him so we have come to the end of today's episode I, I hope you learned something I hope you yeah I hope you enjoyed it and thank you very much for uh, for joining me and don't forget to tune in for the next episode uh, so now every episode are released every Wednesday um, and um, afternoon um, um, South African time. So if you haven't subscribed yet, uh, please don't forget to subscribe to all the, the platforms that uh, you can listen to the podcasters. So I look forward to the next episode and uh, until then, uh, may God bless you.